Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday. My name is Joey. And my name is Judy. And this is your Worth It podcast. And we're just here to share with you a little bit of wisdom on yeah. this Wednesday. Last week, we had the honor to share with you on trauma. And there'll probably be a part two or three or who knows. Um, yeah. But this week, we felt in our hearts to share with you on, you know, the topic mental illness. Because it definitely... Um, we, re- we really feel that during the holidays, it's something we would love to talk to you about. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's something that probably over 70% of the world deals with some type of mental health issue, um, whether it's, you know, depression, anxiety, panic disorder, um, nervous breakdowns. I mean, all those in, in lump sum together, we, we have all either encountered them ourselves or know somebody in our close circle that has and. And it's something that even with us holiday season coming up, you know, we have, you know, Christmas this week, the New Year's coming up, the pandemic happening, you know, the cases going up. I mean, there are so many things that are compressing what's going on in our life. And in addition to that, the things we're dealing with mentally. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, a lot of times, and it's really sad to say, but sometimes as Christians, we are afraid to, sh- to sh- confess that yeah. we may be struggling with mental illness or it's something that's frowned upon. Mm-hmm. I remember a long, long, long time ago when I was first battling with depression that I heard, a, I heard it said in church by a minister, there's nothing sadder than a depressed Christian. Mm. And I remember sitting there wanting to run away from the pew thinking there is something wrong with me. No one's going to yeah. understand me. I cannot tell anybody that I come to church, that I raise my hands in worship, that I cry, <laughs> that yeah. I take communion, that I tithe, but that secretly I'm suffering in silence with this mental depression. Yeah, you know, there's there's definitely issues and concerns that as a church, and, and listen, uh, you know, my wife and I have been senior pastors of a church. Uh, we've been in ministry for you know, over 15, 16 years. Um, and so we're in that category of people that that have been asked mm-hmm. to shepherd people. And it is something that's either not talked about in church or treated as a demonic thing. Right, and sometimes, un- yeah. Sometimes it is. And, and there are some things that there's elements of that involved, but, but for the most part, there it needs to be talked about. It needs to be addressed because we all struggle with it, myself included. And yeah. so you're not alone. Um, there are people that are experiencing that, whether they're Christians or not, whether they're whether they feel like they're whole or not, whether they whether they have degrees and jobs and, and right. different things going on. We all struggle with this at some point in our life. Right. Yeah. That's one of the things like mental illness is is not like it doesn't just hit like yeah. a certain category. Like yeah. It's it's no respecter of persons. And mm-hmm. we know like it's been a crazy year with the pandemic and so many things. And um, during the holidays, you know, grief. Mm-hmm can be another thing that yeah, we deal with and that can absolutely. bring up some mental illness issues that we that we deal with like overwhelmness and anxiety and so many things i just a couple months ago i felt like thing after thing was happening in my life and i had like a couple emotional mental breakdowns and it's not necessarily that it was anybody's fault yeah. it's that i just felt like i couldn't handle it anymore i and felt like true. oh i can't you know i wasn't sleeping well i wasn't eating well I was I I started to neglect the things that I used to take Mm -hmm. care of because it felt like my mind just couldn't take anymore yeah yeah you know I I I feel like describing it to me helped me understand that 
that I struggled with it at a point was when uh, a counselor talked to me and said, hey, you know, really depression most of the time is uh, a frozen state or a stuck state. Mm -hmm. So either a frozen state in, in sadness, a frozen state in anger, of rage, a uh, frozen state in grief, any of those things being frozen or stuck in that state um, brings you into a position of loneliness or sadness or you know, and, and really, we all have, have, have experienced one of those things. And, and we all experience depression differently. You know, some of us yeah. withdraw and don't talk to anybody. Some of right. us isolate. go and, yeah, they isolate. Some of us go and eat our feelings or, or don't eat at all or right. exercise excessively or stop exercising. For me personally, I work more. Uh, when, when, yeah. when my wife knows that I've, that I might be going through something or I might be in a depressive state, she's like, man, you've been pushing it and grinding it more than normal. Is everything okay? Mm -hmm. Because I talk less. I'll say, maybe you need to go boxing. Yeah. <laughs> she'll say, maybe you go boxing or, you know, she's also good at saying, you know, maybe we need to go out. You need to take a pause. So let's go have mm -hmm. a, a date. And so, but, but really that's what's happened. I, I, I would, I would start pushing into overdrive because I was trying to distract myself from mm -hmm. my feelings. Yeah. You know, there's just such power in confession. And yeah. I just want to encourage you with that, that you don't have to suffer in silence. You don't have to suffer in secret. Find find a, a friend, a confidant, someone that you can share with like, hey, mm -hmm. you know, even if you don't want to give details, um, but just say like, can you pray for me? Like, or yeah. can we meet for coffee? Or um, finding free resources out there. You may, you may be listening right now and say, hey, that's great. I need counseling, but I don't even have a job. I can't afford mm -hmm. it. There definitely is resources out, out there online if you if you look them up that that mm -hmm. can be offered to Absolutely. you sometimes for free over the phone. Um, especially during this pandemic time, and that's really awesome. I love that people are doing that right now. Yeah, you know, one of the places that's kind of a hidden place to get free counseling, um, two places that I just want you to, to uncover a rock for. And when we say counseling, listen, we're believers. We know that with Jesus, um, he is the chief cornerstone of who our life and our faith. But yeah. alongside of that is counselors and people that can be there professionally that are being given wisdom and a gift from God to help mm -hmm. people walk through difficult situations. So one, a couple of the areas I just want to highlight to you to think about are sometimes your church may offer free counseling. If you have a church that might be big enough, a lot of times either the pastor themselves or somebody on staff or somebody close within the staff um, or, or leadership does counseling or can support that way. So feel like you can get to a place where you can tell somebody there um, that you feel comfortable with about it. Second place, and this is where I personally found free counseling for myself, um, was through my job. I remember when I was working at Grand Canyon University, right. they had free counseling over the phone. Yeah. So you can schedule it. I think I could talk to a counselor like eight times or something like that mm -hmm. for free over the phone. And so there's probably some hidden places that you have not looked that you can yeah. get that covered for you. Yeah, that's definitely great. I remember taking a few of those calls yeah. when you were working there. I was yeah. like, oh, sign me up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it feels good to talk to someone. It really does. Like having someone just listening to you is very healing. Absolutely. There is just so much, so much healing and just having someone um, be able to say, I understand, or just, just listen. Mm. Um, there's, there's power in that. And maybe that's you being a friend for someone and just mm -hmm. listening to them during this tough time. But I just want to tell you, like, 
there is no shame in feeling like, you know, I've had to take uh, antidepressants before or I'm on them right now. I've had to take them before in the past. And I remember thinking like, I can't tell anyone because they're going to think I'm not a real Christian. Mm. And so I better flush these down the toilet or I better get rid of these because then I don't have faith. But I remember for a a period of time, a couple of them actually helped me at least sleep better. Mm -hmm. Um, And... And then God was able to help me wean wean off, you know, yeah. because I remember trying to quit cold turkey, um, that with like my migraine medication and other things, and I made myself super sick. Like I remember yeah. thinking, like I just got to get rid of these, and I made myself sick by not properly weaning off under the care oh, yeah. of a medical provider uh, properly. And mm-hmm. that, to me, after that moment, I was like, wow, I am. I was really being bound by like shame yep. and guilt. Um, and just a spirit of religion, meaning in the sense, to me, the best description of a spirit of religion is, um, is just kind of like shame, right? Kind of like, uh, kind of like something, performance, performance telling you like you're, you know, uh, just the pressure, kind of a sense of Mm -hmm. pressure too. And so, um, that's what I mean when I say that, but you know, I, I had this facade of like, I have to make it appear that I have this great faith. You know, so maybe that's you. Maybe you're hiding behind um, a, a smile. Maybe you're hiding behind bright colored clothes. Um, maybe you don't want mm-hmm. people to know that your marriage is struggling or that you are taking medication or or that you're struggling financially because you lost your job. Whatever it is you're, you're going through or you're, you feel like you're, you're, you're at home and, mm-hmm. you know, with your children, or your spouse or roommates, but you can feel alone in a house full of people. Um, and I felt that way and it wasn't because of my family. It was because of things that I was going through personal, personally, but definitely, I just want to tell you, you're not alone. Yeah. You know, I I even think about people that are like biblical heroes that suffered with depression, um, suffered with, with like, uh, most people, scholars that that go through the Bible, they look through Psalms and, and they would Mm -hmm. categorize, a counselor would categorize David as a manic depressive. Yeah. Uh, the moments that he would cry out in scriptures and say, you know, my soul hurts and downcasts I feel and and talking about how his enemies are against him and he feels like dying. And then yeah. the other moments where he's triumphing. But that same person that would have been considered a manic depressive was a person that God himself said, David is a man after God's own heart. Amen. So so you can be in a state of of doing it. But you know what I feel like David did is it. He did what you said, babe. He, he, he said, I'm going to give my feelings a voice. I am not defined by them, but yeah. I am going to get them out. And he spoke to the Lord. May, we don't know if he had people. I know that he had a best friend in Jonathan. Mm-hmm. So during that period of time, a lot of the psalm, Jonathan was his best friend. I love psalms, too. Yeah. I love the book of psalms. And so, But it is. That's it. why you hear, like, it's mm-hmm. like prayers, but then it's like... You know, declarations, declarations, and, then like and fear then crying and, and, and <laughs> all these things. It's like yeah. life. Yeah. It's life. It is. It definitely is life. And you know, with saying that, I feel like that's one of the things the enemy will try to make us feel like, uh, make us isolate ourselves, make uh-huh. us feel like we're alone, we're going to be misunderstood, or no one's going to understand what we're going through. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's not true. There's just so much power in. There is power in confession. There is power in. Yeah. In releasing it because what we reveal God wants to heal you know and um, and so what we expose to God he wants to restore for us 
okay. he wants to be the first to come in and, yeah. re and restore that area. And this isn't, you know, maybe something that, hey, tomorrow you're just going to wake up and there will be no more tears. You're just going to feel amazing. Your body, your mind, you'll no more sadness. Um, yeah, I do believe in a God mm -hmm. of miracles, but sometimes also your healing is a process and it's a journey and it may take counseling. Mm. And in some cases, it may take a form of medication. Um, but again, we're not knocking medication, but what we're saying is don't shame yourself if you've ever had to take any kind of medication yeah. or anything like that or any kind of counseling mm -hmm. because that has really helped us is talking to a counselor and seeking advice and having a mentor has really been helpful in our lives. Absolutely. You know what? I want to challenge you to think about, um, you know, not just spiritual help, uh, but physical help. And instead of looking at sure. it as two different avenues, like one is heading north and the other one's heading south. Why don't we just look at it as two different lanes heading in the same direction? Why don't we look at it as as my my mental health and my support is partnering with my faith to become help me become whole again? That's good. The same thing we do with fitness. Why would we think fitness is heading in the same the opposite direction? Almost nobody that's a believer believes that. They all believe, hey, I just need to keep my body because they think about how how the apostle Paul wrote in the scriptures that says, I train my body like an athlete so it should so it could do what it should. So if we can treat physical fitness as an as an as a, a, a different good. lane heading in the same direction, why can't we treat mental health that way? And so I want to challenge you. Just like you. we do our spiritual health too. Absolutely. Like we want to grow spiritually with God or yeah. be more in tune with God. That's so good. We can't neglect the mind. Absolutely. We have to train ourselves in our spirit, man. We're a three-part being. We are a spirit that has a soul and lives in a body. And there's so many verses out there that the mm -hmm. Lord talks about our mind. Uh, renewing our mind, transforming our mind. Like, yep. um, you know, there's just so many things that he, he gives us the power of a sound mind. Yeah. Um, it says it, it says that in um, Timothy, like, that God does not give a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And another right. verse is like power, love, and self-control. Mm. Like, so he, he gives us that. And <laughs> I, um, I someone that I life coach, it, they're they're a lot younger in their teens and it's so good because we're going over the fruits of the spirit mm. and so I challenged her as well as I challenged myself it was convicting for for me to as I was saying it I got convicted yeah. but I asked her what fruit of the spirit do you feel like you lack in and you need more mm -hmm. and every week asking the Lord God, I need more of your self-control this week, the fruit of self-control, because I'm lacking, or I need more of the fruit of patience because I'm really lacking that. Yeah. I don't really give that well, or I need more gentleness, mm. or I need more peace. So whatever it is that we need, he gives it, he, it's, it's available to us. Yeah. And we serve a God that doesn't judge us. We serve a God that is not afraid of our mess. He's not afraid of what's going to come out of our mouth, our minds. He doesn't judge us. There was moments where I felt like I, you know, when, when I felt like I had an emotional mental breakdown, um, I felt like I couldn't pray. And you were saying this earlier mm -hmm. about the spirit that says that, the verse that says that the spirit intercedes in moans and groans. And sometimes, it, yeah, it was just like a yell or a cry. Yeah. And that's all I had that I felt like I could give. But God understands. He absolutely does. You know, he, he cares. He's there in the moments when you've soaked your pillows in tears. He's there in the moments when you've yelled into 
the, the air in your car, or you banged your fist against something. He yeah. was there. Um, and and, and yeah. not only was he there, he was never ashamed of you in those moments. You know, he, he was there, and he's in ever-present help in time of need. That's what the word says. So that means sometimes his help isn't meaning he's manifesting your body and taking over and keeping you from mm-hmm. doing things. What that means is that he is inside of you, and he is comforting you. He is there consoling you. He is Amen. there hearing you. He is there on the other side of your victory. He's omnipresent. He can be in your future when you're whole and well and the place that you want to be at the same time as he's present with you in the time that you're hurting and you're downstruck. And that's what I love about the God that we have. We have a God that's there and not worried and not ashamed and not scared of your mess. Man, I got a lot of mess. I got stuff that, that probably a lot of people didn't know that I've dealt with. But I know that God was there with me and not once was he ashamed of it. Not once was he said, that can't be my son. That one that I thought I gave him courage and triumph and and a voice. He doesn't talk like that. He said, that's my son. I can't wait to console him. Yeah. I can't Mm -hmm. wait to help him. For sure. It's so amazing. There's moments, um, I think I was about 18 or 19 years old. The Mm -hmm. first time I felt like I got hit with like such a depression and it it felt so hopeless. And I remember going to this um, youth conference. I think I was a volunteer, but I was in the back and someone was like singing or rapping this song that just said, Mm -hmm. hold on. And, um, they kept saying all these things and the Holy spirit just hit me so hard that I, I I cried and I was praying in the spirit. And, um, I hadn't felt this ever, this, this kind of experience. And I remember just feeling literally like depression lift off of me because I was really battling with like, with like suicide. I remember, um, like getting sent from like a counselor to psychiatrist and, and telling my husband like, hey, I really, I, I really am not feeling good. And you'll probably hear this on other episodes, but going through counseling or being admitted to a mental hospital and just all these other things. But so I wanted to share that experience to say we do serve a na- supernatural God that can touch you in an encounter with him. Absolutely. But then there's been other moments where depression has hit me or I've had a nervous breakdown where my healing came through time with mm. God. My healing came through learning to trust him more. Yeah. My healing came through um, patience <laughs> and growing, yeah. um, but also learning to release more wow. uh, things that he was asking me to let go of. And um, it was in an, uh, the, the most recent one a couple months ago where I felt like, wow, thing after thing kept happening and it felt like another set of hopelessness um, that God was actually like, no, you can you can choose to see this as an attack or depression, or you can choose to see it as me just purging things out of your life so that I can make room for what's to come. Yeah, well, you know, you've you've heard some of these things already. The, you know, the fact that we not only you know can can experience these things in different ways, but you can give them the voice that they need. They're not meant to be stifled or pushed down forever, um, but they're meant to be given a voice to. You can partner with with physical help from people that are professionals and counselors For and sure. you can get into your word and into prayer and intercession and, and moans and groans and, and allow it to be worked out. But most of all that knowing that you're not alone, knowing that you have people and a safe environment around you that's willing to help you is super important. So finding that safe place becomes a vital place. Sometimes that's a friend, sure. sometimes that's a counselor, sometimes that's a pastor, sometimes that's family. But finding that safe place becomes the the thing you need the most. You know, 
our soul is is in dire need of having hope and sometimes finding hope is finding a safe place yeah. if you can find a person with an open ear and a gentle spirit a gentle heart you have found a hope and hope is the anchor to your soul that's what scripture says so i want to encourage you to to find a safe place that you can share but that you can also be yourself and that you can you know um, have that place to find a hopeful person so that you can anchor your soul yeah for sure and you know i just want to tell you too um god is in those silent moments with you yeah. and he doesn't judge you i love that when jesus knew that he was going to be crucified mm -hmm. and die um and come back again when he went to tell his disciples you know i'm gonna leave with you um a gift and that is a great counselor mm. a mighty counselor and I just think of like, wow, God, you're the best counselor because you're, you don't judge us. You love us unconditionally. So you love me when I cry. You love me when I don't know what to say and I'm mm -hmm. quiet. You love me if maybe I've cussed a little. <laughs> mm -hmm. You love me when yeah. I panic and yell. Like he loves you in every single moment. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage you with that and, and say that, you know, um, things don't rot from the outside in they rot from the inside out and that made me think of a overripened fruit when you begin to see spots on it on the outside that's maybe like a little darker or browner yeah. or softer it didn't start from the outside in it started from the inside out and that's the same thing with mm -hmm. us so don't neglect to take care of of that like like my hubby said earlier it is so important like if we do think of our, our physicality as something important as, you know, walking, going to the gym, hydrating, we have to think of our mental health as just as important. And to, to for me, sometimes that was going back to basics mm -hmm. where God was like, hey, I invite you to pull out your coloring book and play some worship and color like a child. Mm -hmm. You know, little things like that, that helped me um, kind of ground myself again and just be with him and just... Um, feel like I need didn't need to be anything other than a daughter and he just relieved that pressure off me and I felt like there was an opportunity to heal when that um when there is no pressure and when I'm loved by the mighty counselor oh yeah man there's no place that that we should desire to be than to be in his presence yeah and you know that's what he gives us I would say to focus on progress, finding some peace in the midst of feeling stuck, frozen, or hurt. Because peace is not the absence of your conflict or your depression or your anxiety, but it's the very presence of God. Amen. So you can feel that presence, you can be with him, you can know that he's near, and still be working through your conflict, that internal conflict, that depression, that anxiety, and you are not depressed. I want you to say that right now, wherever you're at, I am not depressed. I might be experiencing a state of depression. I might be experiencing a moment of having depressive thoughts, but I am not depressed. Well, you don't have to stay there. That's right. Um, I want to also tell you, like, don't hide your feelings. Like, right. it's okay to feel. It's okay to embrace what you're going through. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to stay That's where good. you're at. It, um, process it so God can heal you through it. 
because sometimes if we internalize it and hide it, it's hard. Yeah. Um, it's going to just pop up again. Um, yeah. And so I want to read this over you guys and as we close, but Isaiah 61, 3 says, As for those who grieve over Zion, God has sent me to give them a beautiful crown in exchange for ashes, to anoint them with gladness instead of sorrow, to wrap them in victory, joy, and praise instead of depression and sadness. And that is so mm. beautiful. I just invite you to put your name in that verse and declare it over yourself that he wants to give you victory. He wants to give you joy and praise instead of depression and sadness. And if you're grieving for a, a lost loved one this, this holiday season or maybe the loss of a relationship, maybe the loss of a job, maybe they'll just just change the grief of everything, just yeah, change. Uh, and so we just, I just declare victory over every area of your life, victory over areas that you felt stuck in. And mm -hmm. especially I felt led to declare victory over anyone feeling any kind of confusion mm -hmm. or racing thoughts. I just declare victory over that. Yeah, yeah. You know, do something kind for somebody. Yeah. You know, during this holiday season, do for something sure. kind for yourself. Yes. You know, sometimes we, we, we do things for everybody else and we forget to give ourselves a gift, mm -hmm. um, which is sometimes the most important. But, you know, we want you to know, you know, every time you hear us and, and hear us sharing our stories, it's because we know that you're worth it. We yeah. want you to to experience that worth, too, Amen. you know, yeah. and, and keep joining us. Keep tuning in. Yeah. You never know who needs it. I, um, you know. I, I carry these little notes in my purse, and I, mm -hmm. wherever I go, the store it could be Target, it could be a gas station. I'll leave a little note that has like a verse or an encouraging mm -hmm. um, note on on windshields of cars or, or yeah. random things, or um, you know, buy someone a coffee, leave someone a note, um, and you just never know who really needed it. Yeah. So, you take care. You guys have a very merry Christmas and a happy New Year, and from our family to yours. Yeah. We love you guys. We love you. Merry Christmas.